every little girl grows up dreaming about her happy ever after, but most of us don't have fairy tale scriptwriters making sure we get it. That's where the Happy Ever After show comes in. If you have been waiting for a fairy godmother to wave her magic wand and release your frustrations, create the prosperity you want and live a life you love, then listen closely. It's time to learn how to make your own wishes come true with your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Happy Ever After Show. You are listening to the Double Your Business season. And I am just loving this. I hope you are enjoying this um, season of the podcast as much as I am enjoying talking to you about it. I am getting lots of great comments that tell me that you're enjoying it. So I appreciate those. Thank you very much. Um, and I know that you're here listening because you want to double your business without doubling your hours so that you can actually enjoy the life that you have built. And today we're going to talk about something really important and getting to that place where you can double your business without doubling your hours and enjoy that life that you've worked so hard to build. And we're going to talk about goals versus intentions and also this bubble concept and how you have to grow. And um, this is one of my favorite topics. So I'm so excited to talk to you about it today. But I wanted to share just because doubling your business is definitely about having more income, more money, and it's a, but it's about that lifestyle, right? And so I was looking at some pictures from my recent trip to Italy today, which is actually where I wrote the book, Double Your Business, and I came up with this podcast um, in this beautiful villa in Tuscany. So I was looking at some of those pictures, but what that made me think of is walking around Rome and looking at all these amazing places, like the history in Rome is I don't know. There is a feeling to that city that I just, I knew it would be awesome. I just didn't, I didn't realize how impactful sort of the, the history would feel. And walking around, you know, looking at these amazing places, eating fantastic food. And I was talking to one of my uh, very good best friends in business. And we're just walking around looking at these places and eating this amazing, fantastic food. And talking about our businesses, like nonstop, like sharing what's been going on, catching up in detail about where each other's business is going. And truly, like I just stopped in the middle and I said, this is a dream come true. I'm in this fantastic city on this amazing vacation and I get to talk about my business while I'm walking around. And for me, like I love my business. Like it's so important to me. It's just, it's a part of who I am and it likely is for you too. And so I just wanted to share that dream come true that um, came up today that I was thinking of because that's all part of doubling your business, right? And that's what we're talking about. It's like, what is that lifestyle that you want as much as the income that you want. What does that life look like? So that's the clarity of life um, that I'm talking about is having visions like that of wanting to be on a vacation and talking business and just uh, all the goodness that comes with that. So it's part of what I'm talking about when I talk about clarity of lifestyle. And I can't wait to talk, um, just talk more about that in this episode. But before that, I just wanted to say, if you love this season of the podcast, you are definitely want to get my definitely going to want to get my upcoming book, Double Your Business, which will be on Amazon September 1st. So mark your calendars. I would greatly appreciate it if you uh, love the podcast. If you download it on September 1st, the day it comes out, it'll be free. Um, 
I do that for you guys. And uh, I would just appreciate it if you download it on that day. So mark your calendars. And in the meantime, I have created a four-part video course for you that will walk you through the steps to doubling your business. You can get that by going to doubleyourbusinesswithcassie.com. That's C-A-S-S-I-E. So hop over to doubleyourbusinesswithcassie.com and get that course and uh, just get more information about how to double your business without doubling your hours. So goals versus intentions. Um, so a goal. So, and these are just, I'm going to go over the definition. So goal, we're going to talk about goals versus definition, versus definitions, goals versus intentions today. And then we're also going to talk, like I said, about sort of this bubble goldfish concept that I want to talk about and how it relates to goals versus intentions. So let's just start with the definition of goals versus an intention. And I really just found these by typing them into Google um, because I think the definitions of words are important because they impact how the definition impacts sort of how we behave in terms of them and what they mean. And it's sometimes important to look at a word and decide if that's sort of like if that is what you're doing or it is what you want to be doing. So um, a goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort. It's an aim or a desired result. So what that says to me a lot is that it's something really like outside of you. Like it's an aim. It's an object that you want. So setting a goal to double your business really puts it in an object place. It's like that thing out there in the future that I want. It automatically for me you know, it's the object of a person's ambition or effort. You know, it's that desired result. It's the thing that you, it, it almost for me, it really makes it have that graspy, desperate, clingy feeling that we talked about on the last episode of, you know, really, really wanting something. Like when you set a goal, I feel like you automatically are putting yourself in that place. You're putting that object out there. You're wanting it you're desiring it and so it's automatically creating a little bit of that energy that doesn't draw it into you you know it's not the magnet it's almost the repelling which is the reason I don't love the term goal I don't love to set a goal when you so the definition of intention is a determination to act which I find to be so powerful in that three-word definition determination to act so when you set an intention, what you're saying is basically, I'm determined to act as if I have this goal or I have this um, thing, not a goal, but I'm determined to have this, right? This income. So intention, determination to act. To me, like those very words just resonate power. And they make me think, yeah, like because it's it's you've made a choice, right? This goes back to the choice. Sort of when it's the goal, it's like saying I want this thing. But when you set an intention, it's a determination to act in a way that's going to get you that. And it really puts the responsibility on you, right? It's you have decided you're determined to act in a way that gets you that intention. And that's what it's, and so it's whole, it's everything, right? It's your mind, it's your body, it's your thinking, it's your actions. It's all of it is determined to get to this place you want to get to versus a goal is this object that you want or, or you're going to put some effort in to get. So I think that's really important to understand as we go. And I want to explain that because so 
often and traditionally you're taught to set a goal and achieve a goal, set a goal and achieve a goal, set a goal and achieve a goal, right? And what I find is that um, there's some things about that, starting with the definition, that don't set you up for as much success as possible and don't set you up for easy success, right? So it's desire, you know, effort. Um, it's an aim when you're doing a goal, right? But it's like an effort to get there. And I don't think that sets you up for the easiest success possible. But in an intention where it's a determination to act a certain way so that you become the person who has what you want, that's a very powerful place to be. Um, so let's talk about how this plays out. Um, traditionally, the way that I've seen goals set, um, and it depends on like the type of goal, but when it comes to like an income or a business goal, um, you set a goal that's just far enough outside of what you're already doing, right? So you're, um, it's just outside. So like if you're, you know, if you've made $50,000, your goal might be to make $60,000. If you make 100000 maybe it's 120000 It's just outside. So it might be 10, 20% just outside, right? And the theory is like, you're just going to stretch a little bit. You're just going to do a little bit more. You're going to grow into it sort of at a slow pace. Um, and I think the theory behind it too, or what I've been taught traditionally is like, you know, then it sort of just happens easily. Um, but I find that that isn't necessarily the case, hasn't been the case for me. Um, and when you set an intention, you set your sights, but you don't base it on where you are now, but completely on where you want to be, right? So traditionally, when we, you know, this doesn't go to the definition, but how people teach you to set goals is like just beyond, just be like, look at where you are now and, and set the goal that's like a stretch, right? That's kind of a term in setting goals, like a stretch goal, right? Um, but when I talk to you about setting an income intention, it really is about um, not looking at where you are now, but really about fully where you want to be. Set your sights and, and don't base it on what's happening now. Don't, don't adjust or calculate based on what's happening now, but completely do it based on where you want to be. So let's talk about how this plays out. Um, like I've said, traditionally a goal you set just far enough outside um, of what you're already doing. Right. So it's like just a little bit outside. And in theory, that's supposed to make it easier. Right. So it's like just a little bit bigger. You know, maybe it's just like one cell, depending on what you're selling or how many clients, what your client um, bases, prices. Maybe it's just like one more client a month or one client every other month. Right. And just that's just one more. Right. Um, and intentions, you um, again, are set where you want to be. Let's talk about how these two different things, you know, setting an intention income versus a goal. So let's talk about um, how does this impact what's going on? And I want to go back and use our real estate agent, Carrie, as an example that we've been talking about throughout the podcast as an alternative way to look at things versus from a coaching, because I think it is helpful to understand like in a different model than coaching, because I know I have a lot of coaches that listen uh but it's good to see it different. So let's talk about Carrie, the real estate agent. So Carrie worked really hard to learn her business. When she started real estate, she didn't know anything about real estate except that it was about buying and selling houses. 
she knew that, but she had to study, uh, you know, she had to take a real estate exam. She had to learn how to fill out contracts. She had to learn how to do some negotiations. She had to learn how to talk to inspectors. She had to learn how to read between the lines probably in some things, right? And so Carrie, there was a lot of work in that went into learning because there was a lot to learn. Um, and then, so that's sort of the learning part of her business. Then there was like the income part. And for Carrie, making 50000 was pretty much a given. It's not that she didn't have to work for it, and she did work really hard for it. Like she put a lot into her business, and she learned, and she worked. But 50000 to her seemed pretty, it's like a standard income. You know, she knew lots of people who made 50000 so it, that didn't seem like so much of a stretch. It seemed really inevitable. Um because like she knew, like she always thought she could get a job that made fifty thousand. So making fifty thousand dollars in real estate seemed not easy. It's not that she didn't have to work for it or she didn't think she would work for it, but it seemed inevitable. She didn't have to do a lot of money mindset growth work with her mind in order to get to that fifty thousand part. But what she did was put that money into sorry, not that money. She put that energy really in that growth part into learning about real estate in her business, right? And so the reason I bring this up, so for Carrie, but the reason why she's like at a place where she is frustrated and she wants to double her business, but she feels like the only way to do that is doubling her hours is because there's not a lot of room to grow now. So she didn't have to grow in that 50,000. She grew in her business mindset. She had to learn everything she had to learn, but there's not, she's reached the edge of sort of what she knows. Um, and this is why I don't think traditional goal setting is really big enough. And it's where I think it hits its, you know, speed bump. There's not enough room to grow. So the reason why Carrie is stuck and frustrated is because she's literally, there's there's no room to grow. Even if she sets a goal, it's not big enough. It doesn't leave enough room to grow. So I talk about this in terms of a bubble concept, you know, which is a bubble in terms that's a little bit different than in real estate. You know, in real estate, like your bubble bursts because actually things don't grow with it. You know, when you talk about a bubble bursting in real estate, it's because like prices just get too high and there's nothing really to fill in. So there's nothing that like grows up against the sides of that bubble and then it bursts. But when I'm talking about a bubble, um, it's more like a, like a goldfish in its bowl is how I'm thinking about a bubble. So goldfish, you know, in they naturally they have this hormone. Like they do some sort of somehow they are their body, their mind in the wild, they understand. They like do some sort of it's, I'm sure that's not a calculation, but there's something that happens where they put out a hormone and they can sense like how many fish are there in this area where they're at. And so they only grow to be a size that's um, where it's sustainable for them to live in the area that they're living. So when you put them in a bowl and they're a pet, right, they only grow, they do the same thing as they would in the wild. And they sense that, okay, this bowl is only so big. I can only grow to a certain level. And if you put them in a, a bigger environment where there's more room to grow, um, they'll sense that. They have this hormone that helps them regulate that and figure that out. And they will grow. So when I talk about a bubble, it's like the goldfish bowl. When Carrie, um, you know, she had her bubble when she started her business, she knew she'd make 50,000, you know, 50,000 was, didn't seem hard. It's not that it was inevitable or easy, but it didn't really seem hard. So it seemed inevitable to her, but she had to like grow in terms of, 
um, her business. Like she had a certain amount to grow to. Well, what's happened is she's grown to the size of her bowl or her bubble, right? She's gotten that that big, like her knowledge base is that big and there's no more room to go. So setting an income goal that is just like outside of that bubble really doesn't leave any room for her to grow. There's nowhere to grow into that. There's nowhere to sort of take that. So she bumps up against that and that's why it feels very frustrating and she feels stuck is not just because, um, you know, you might have been thinking and Carrie's thinking it's just because she doesn't know how to double her income without doubling her hours. Well, it's also because she's like reached this growth place where the bowl isn't big enough anymore. And unlike a goldfish that requires us to take it out of a bowl and put it into a bigger aquarium, uh, we have to create our own bigger bubble and our own bigger space. And again, that's why I think you know, when you just create a bigger space that's about 10 to 20 percent, you know, it's an it's a goal that you think you can meet about 10 to 20 percent bigger than what you're doing right now. You're not really putting yourself in a big enough bowl to where you have to grow. Right. And so that creates a problem because you have to grow in order to sort of grow into that next income level. Um, and so imagine if you were looking at your life and you were a goldfish, how big of a bowl would you have and have you already outgrown the capacity of that bowl? In order to double your business, you have to create that bigger bubble. You have to um, set an intention that creates this big bubble that you then have to grow into, right? You have to take yourself out of the goldfish bowl and put yourself in this big, huge aquarium. And the bigger the aquarium that you put yourself in, meaning the bigger the income intention, the more room you have to grow, right? And so there's a lot of space for growth and there's a lot of room to grow and become the person who makes that income intention versus if you just go, you know, like one little, just really small, um, incremental little bit bigger bowl, there's not a lot of room to grow. And you need that room to grow in order to really achieve um, that income intention that you have. When when you have that bigger space and that growth, the income intention can happen faster because you're growing and there's a big space to grow into. And that's uh, another reason why I really prefer setting an income intention, which we'll talk more in detail about how to do that on the next episode. That's why I really like setting an income intention instead of setting a goal, right, is for number one, the definitions. But number two is this, like what happens to goldfish? They don't grow if there's not enough space. And if the, if your income doesn't allow enough space for you to grow, then you're not going to grow into it and you're not going to attract that income. But by creating a, a big enough income intention where there's a lot of space to grow, you are more likely, and if you choose to grow, right? So when you set the in- income intention, again, we'll talk about this in the next episode, you have to be willing to grow into that. You have to be willing to become that person. But if you are and you're willing to set the intention, which is a determination to act as if that person and grow into that new size bubble, that can happen very fast because there's a lot of room to grow. Um and so you might think about this uh, over the next week. You know, when, if there's a time in your life where you had a lot to learn and you sifted and changed and you learned a lot, right, and that had a direct impact on sort of your either your skill set or reaching your goals or your income maybe even, depending on your business, right? If so, even if you're a coach, like I said, Carrie – in the beginning of her business, she had a lot to learn. So she was really growing in terms of what she knew and 
uh, of real estate knowledge, right? So she had this grow. So it was probably also her income probably grew really fast at the beginning. And then the, as she didn't have as much to learn, as it became more routine to just, you know, um, fill out the contract, like she didn't really have to think about it too much. She knew exactly what to do. She didn't have to look stuff up as it became, everything sort of became more routine and um, almost more robotic, like, like, cause she didn't have to think about it. She wasn't learning in that phase. Her income probably, you could probably do, you know, a chart and her income probably like leveled off right about then. And so look at your business first and see if that might have happened. Was there a time where you were learning and growing all this stuff and so your business was growing at a really rapid rate? And then since you sort of hit the place where you haven't had to learn and grow as much in terms of your business, because if you're a coach, right, and you open up your coaching practice, there's a lot of things to learn at the beginning. There's like autoresponders and there's landing pages and there's um, how to set up if you have a calendar where people can schedule appointments with you. Uh, you know, if you need to learn, if you did a podcast, you had to learn how to do a podcast. You had to learn how to like send out these emails. You had to send, you know, learn how to build your website if you did that on your own. All those things were sort of at this learning place. And if they become natural and there's not a lot to learn at this point, you can probably look at your business and see kind of when that happened might be kind of when your income started to level off, no matter what the income was, but it probably leveled off about that that point and I can definitely see that in my business right there is this whole process of coming um and really just the the, for me it was like learning and being somebody who didn't have to go to work like there's sort of a process of learning how to be a person who didn't have to go to a corporate job every day that part and then like I'd set up my business stuff along the way so there wasn't as much learning in that but I can tell you like the learning when I built my course manifest 10k like there was a lot there and then I made like most of my money from that and when there wasn't sort of that thing to learn or focus on and do and in that place to grow, that's when my business started to plateau and I didn't know how I was going to double my business without doubling my hours. So look at look at your business first and then look at your life and see if there's any other time where that happened where you were really like when you had to grow you know, there was some other form of success that went along with that, whether it was a money or income, it could have been a sport, whatever it was, and then see if they're hit like a plateau um, and just see how that has played out in your life. And uh, I just want to leave you. So next time we're going to talk about income intentions and, and future budgets and how to set that up. But I just wanted to tell you real quick before we left about my client, Mia, who was able to more than double her business in the month after we worked together, which has allowed her to drop down to working just 20 hours a week, which is something that she really wanted. So she's working, she's wanting to work as few hours as possible. So to be able to cut her hours in half um, is really amazing. And we're going to talk about, um, you know, get into more of the process of how I taught Mia how to do that in the next couple of episodes. So, but before we go, I just want to give you your mantra for the week and it's, I am expanding my bubble. So just practice it, say it as it feels good, open up to it. Think about what that means to you. And uh, as you say it, just notice if there's any feelings inside your body, how that feels. And uh, if you haven't yet, make sure to go to doubleyourbusinesswithcassie.com and enroll in the Double Your Business video course. Have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Happy Ever After Show, where you don't need a genie lamp to get your wishes granted. 
Now that you're inspired and ready to take action, get yourself on the path to your happy ever after by scheduling a complimentary strategy session at createmyhappyeverafter.com 